The following podcast is provided by Athera Pharma and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome back, everyone, to Answers for Elders Radio Network. And we are here courtesy of Athera Pharma. And we are here with Dr. Daniel Burdick from the Evergreen Hospital Medical Center. And Dr. Burdick and I have been talking about Lewy body dementia and specifically the SHAPE trial that is going on at um, Evergreen um, Medical Center right now. And I apologize, in our last segment, we did not get the, the website. So Dr. Burdick, I would love for you to share, how do people reach your trial? Sure, so two websites to go to, uh, www.shapetrial, that's S-H-P-E, S- sorry, S-H-A-P-E, trial.com, or uh, the Evergreen Health website is www.evergreenhealth.com slash research. Fabulous, fabulous. And certainly we know, um, you know, we're so proud to have Evergreen Hospital because they really do an amazing, the whole medical center of all the things that they do and just for the community overall. And this is certainly one that we're really excited to um, learn about. And so, um, you know, we talked in our last segment, Dr. Burdick, about, you know, what does it mean to be a part of a trial? Um, and I think one of the things that we talked a little bit about with Louis de- body dementia is up until now, there hasn't been a great prognosis, obviously. There's, you know, once that happens, it's just a decline, whether it's slow, whether it's medium, you know, everybody's different. It seems like I know in traditional uh, dementias and all Alzheimer's, the, the younger you are tends to be that you get um, diagnosed, the faster it progresses, which is kind of sad. And, um, but is that the same, by the way, for Lewy body dementia? Uh, actually, with the Lewy body diseases, older age of onset usually is a faster progression. Okay, um, so, so that's different. Slower progression. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, then that's good to know. See, like I said, I know about it much on it is ahead of a pin, right? So, so um, obviously, if you're involved in a trial, and you're learning, you know, you're getting involved, and you have this wonderful advocate that you work with, and a physician, and you, you know, you're doing this trial over the months. Um, as a as a physician that is conducting the study, I guess what are the what we call the endpoints or what are you looking for to, you know, the progression of the trial that knows that you're finding success? I guess that's my question. Sure, yeah. So uh, we talked about this generally a little bit earlier and we'll go into more detail now. Um, so it's it's twofold, safety and efficacy, as I mentioned earlier. Uh-huh. Um, on the uh, safety side, that's kind of what we discussed earlier, I guess. But the safety issues are, you know, checking uh, labs, uh, physical exam ch- changes, um, EKG, um, uh, a couple of scales around um, changes in mood, et cetera. So um, those are the basic safety assessments that mm-hmm. we would do. The uh, efficacy to find out if it's effective or not is a little bit more and um, more detailed. The, um, the main assessment is around cognition. So when we talk about cognition and dementia with Lewy bodies and Parkinson's disease dementia, we're thinking about a um, person's ability to um, remember, to recall, to um, be 
speak fluently to come up with the words they want, mm -hmm. um, to maintain focus, attention, um, to comprehend explanations, mm -hmm. um, to plan and, and follow sequence of events, that kind of thing. So all these higher order um, sure. cognitive processes are what we're primarily interested in. Yeah. And we assess those with um, both with questions uh, around symptoms, um, uh, both what we can assess and what the caregiver has, can observe. Um, and then also we ask for we ask the participants to um, basically perform very specific cognitive tasks. So, We'll ask them to remember words and how many can they recall after a certain amount of time, um, or to uh, draw figures and how well can they draw complicated figures. So these sorts of cognitive games, I like to think of them. Right. Um, so we, we look at how well they can do those tasks at the beginning and then how well they can do those tasks at the end. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's a rating system, a, a way to score those assessments, and uh, we can can kind of compare beginning to end. And then I mentioned earlier too, one of the other ways that, that we're assessing effectiveness in this trial is by measuring the, the brain waves using an EEG, which is, a, that I think is a very interesting approach. It's a little bit newer way of doing it and can give us more, um, more objective data rather than just mm -hmm. asking questions, I guess, mm -hmm. uh, more objective data about the, the brain's response to the medication. Yeah, and I know if you, if somebody has Parkinson's disease, one of the things is the mo just the ability to move, or just to you know general like take a step. Um, a lot of times, you know, I've talked to other Parkinson's experts, and they talk about the you know, music is a big motivator to help somebody get into a rhythm of a, something like that. Uh, you know, in in the treatment of Parkinson's. So I'm wondering how that affects somebody that has those kind of symptoms moving into um, being diagnosed with Lewy body dementia. Is there a affiliation with movement at that point that changes? Well, yeah. So, um, well, so if it's Parkinson's disease, dementia, those sorts of problems have been present for usually many years, at least a year. At the minimum. Right. Um, with dementia with Lewy bodies, it's possible that you may have uh, dementia without those motor symptoms, but they usually develop very quickly afterwards. Got it. Um, and so, like I say, it's... Um, uh, those difficulties with mobility and, and dexterity, um, maybe with tremor, though the tremor is less common in dementia with Lewy bodies than it is with Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, those those sorts of symptoms are definitely present, and we do assess those as part of the trial uh, mm -hmm. as well. So we're we're again asking about symptoms of mobility sure. difficulty, dexterity difficulty, um, and then we also have a rating system for evaluating those movements um, on the physical exam portion. So right. that is a part of right. the effectiveness assessment. Right. And so, and you mentioned something earlier about having a caregiver. So do they have a care partner with them that participates in the trial with them? Is that what works or is it just anybody? I mean, is, are they an official partner in the trial or, or not? Yes, that's actually an excellent question. And thanks for bringing that up. Um, with a, uh, with, with, with trial for dementia, um, many patients, by the nature of the disease, are at a point where they're not able to um, 
assess some of their own symptoms. And so sure. it is uh, a requirement of the trial and also really important for their care and safety yeah. um, that they have a care partner who's a, a regular participant in their care. Mm -hmm. um, and this could be a spouse or another family member, or it could be a private caregiver, um, mm -hmm. as long as it's somebody who's with them you know, most of the time and, and can observe their changes and their symptoms over sure. time. Sure. And they would be and coming with them to the, to the visits for the trial. Yes. Too. And obviously, um, you know, I know that that's really key in the fact that that person is there every day and they're seeing probably situations that the actual participant doesn't even notice. Um, you know, I know with right. my mom, she had vascular dementia, but I know with dementia, <laughs> there's certain things I knew my mom, you know, I could tell that, um, you know, I could tell she's getting a UTI because her dementia would get more uh, pronounced, uh, you know, yep. different things like that, because I was clued in. And I think, you know, a lot of our listeners, we may have, you know, they may have a loved one that says, wow, you know, this could be an important thing if any kind of clinical trial. And I think the really cool thing about doing these trials is really having somebody that's with you that can really help to hone in on you know, the progress with you and is, is your advocate in this process. Yeah. And just from a clinical standpoint, one of the more frustrating aspects of these diseases for both patients and their care partners, family members, spouses, is that the disease itself affects a person's ability to uh, reflect and, and recognize their symptoms, their own limitations. Yeah. Um, which can be very frustrating for both people because, mm -hmm. you know, one person says, I can do this just fine. And then it's quite <laughs> obvious to somebody else that they really can't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that yeah. just creates a lot of tension. And, you know, it's that sort of thing that um, really drives the need to develop these treatments so we can hopefully slow down the progression and avoid that stage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and yeah, I think... I think that, um, you know, what we're talking about here is really important. And, and um, you know, I want to go into our last segment as let's talk about misconceptions about trials. And then really, let's talk a, a little bit more about, you know, how you can get involved in it a little bit more and, and just really who you're looking for, you know, uh, who fits the criteria for a trial. And um, in the meantime, Dr. Burdick, how do we reach you? Yeah, sure. So um, as I mentioned at the beginning of this segment, the best place is the website, uh, theshapetrial.com, um, and also at evergreenhealth.com slash research. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll throw in the phone number this time, too, if they want to reach our research department. It's 425-899-5385, and they can ask about the SHAPE trial. Well, I'm excited to get in a little bit more into this and and just to remind every one of our listeners that, you know, in working with the Therapharma, they work um, with in conjunction with the University of Washington Medical Center, as well as the Evergreen Hospital Medical Center. And they also have doctors throughout the world that are conducting similar trials. So if you're in another city, um, 
reach out and look on the website uh, to this shape trial.com and see if you are in the, you know, if there's a clinic near you, because um, this is an important study. It's important work. And we're excited to at least be the bridge to make people aware of it. And um, Dr. Burdick, will you stay back with me for one more segment as we finish out our hour? I'd be happy to. Absolutely. We'll be right back, everyone, right after this. The preceding podcast was provided by Athera Pharma and Answers for Elders Radio. For more information about the Alzheimer's Clinical Trial, go to atheraclinicaltrials.com. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.